You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Here with Richard Jefferson, Tim Legler, Big Perk, and Zach Lowe. So we just hold, heard a whole lot of information from Woj. I just want to start with you, Legs. What of all of that stood out to you? Well, I think a couple things. First of all, it's, it's almost incomprehensible to me to think that like those two guys could end up together again. When you want out, you want out, right? Kevin Durant is not very appealing. The situation has played out in Brooklyn. In fact, this has to go down as one of the most epic failures in the history of this league, does it not? I mean, that was a surefire championship on paper when those three guys came on together paper. and that's what I'm saying it was it was the most unguardable offensive trio in the history of this league at the top of any roster and look what they have to show for it now as they break it up so it's interesting to me to see what's going to happen I'm almost as just as interested to see what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving yeah I mean where is Kyrie Irving left in this and in terms of his value around the league and what you'd be willing to give up to get a guy like Kyrie Irving now after, after what's played out the last few years. No, and, and again, I know this is, you know, Kevin Durant and it's all, all of the things that we're talking about. But, you know, when you look at this situation, do you really think that, oh, this is one of the most epic failures? And again, yes, right now it looks super intense. The Nets had a ton of talent and they built it up. They brought in two guys, and they gave control uh, to those two guys. And I don't want to say complete control, but they gave a certain amount of control, as a lot of star teams do. A lot of and people are like, "This is what happens when you give it to the players." And you're like, "I've seen franchises be ruined by team, by teams, by management, by coaches. I've seen them ruined by everybody." So let's not just start saying here, "Oh, you can't give players control." That's not true. You just have to make sure who you give control to who right. you are taking that, advice that's from. the big thing that's the, the big the thing who. let's 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 focus on well who. we can talk about a very specific who let, let, in this let's case. focus on the who <laughs> because the but, who is very relevant but, but to your point yes was this team have a ton of talent but when you look at the talent and you're saying oh all the talent but everyone on this panel knows talent ain't the only thing that wins championships it's chemistry it's basketball iq and it's availability and these are things that the nets were lacking i don't think obviously we know they weren't lacking talent but chemistry obviously wasn't there all of the things that they needed to be in that pot wasn't there and we can say well it was Kyrie it was this and I heard you talking about Sean Marks Sean Marks built up a team brought in stars stars did not behave the way they should and now they're moving on I think that for as the way I look at Sean Marks he's doing everything right because if the Nets do this right they have two routes one they can farm and destroy any team and pull everything back the second thing they will be a playoff team, in my opinion, next season if they do this correctly. With the you, departures of Kevin Durant yes, and Kyrie you Irving, can go get what an about, with let, Let's say hypothetically you can trade for Brandon Ingram. Let's say hi, uh, let's say hypothetically you can get Brandon Ingram a pick and two young players, and then you can ship off Kyrie. If you have Brandon Ingram, who's a star, like just I'm, I'm throwing out. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm just throwing out your name. Ideally, but if you put all of these guys together, don't forget they made the playoffs. Without KD and Kyrie, with young guys that were fighting and all pushing in the but same direction. But they had James Harden. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you no, mean before. before. Yeah, before. with Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. Yes, they, and, yes. and D'Angelo yes, Russell. Yes, yes, yes. And it's like they made the postseason before. So if you can, all that talent that you shipped away, if you bring in quality pieces, a young all-star, a top 10 pick, if right. you bring that all in with what you're yes. asking for. Yeah, but yeah, that's fine. It's a lot of ifs, but like Leg said, it still was a failure. Yeah, no matter how you want to slice it, no matter no matter how you want to slice it or dice it, he 
no matter. They had to pick a new coach. They got rid of Kenny Atkinson. I didn't think he deserved to lose his job. No. They bought in Steve Nash. Sean Marks had to okay that as much as KD and Kyrie had power, he still had to approve that. He still had to sign Steve Nash. He had to still bring him back following yeah, And year you know what year. he also did? Okay. He also re-signed Kevin Durant. Okay. And now they're about to get the whole yeah, farm and he also, for him back. And he also lost James Harden. He's also about to lose Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the game today. So I'm not saying Listen to me. I'm not saying that it's the, all the blame is on Sean Marks, but he should have some of the blame. I just, I just, you, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get something. About. About. I just want to pause. Everybody. I want to pause for one second. Let's Please. just pause and take a breath. Kendrick Perkins just said, could the Nets buy out Kyrie Irving? And it wasn't a ridiculous question. That's the territory of insanity <laughs> we are in right now. That's some good work if you number, can get it. Let me go do nothing for my 39 million and negotiate down a little bit and then go hit free agency and go where I want to go anyway. Number my two, goodness. Legs just said what I wanted to say, which is like the whole NBA just watched what happened. Yes. Why would I give up my whole team to pair Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Who I just what? watched this movie. If, if, I know if how it ended. Guys I saw went, it. If, those, if these two guys went to Don't, almost almost any, there's probably about let's we say just two, saw what two thirds of the franchises. If if this would have gone on and you would have had a vaccine mandate, you would have had injuries, you would have had all of yes. this stuff. The the same scenario would have happened almost anywhere. It wasn't a crazy question. That no, 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 it wasn't. That's, one, that, that, but that's what makes it. You. But that's you what makes it so wild. The third thing. The third thing I wanted to say is I'm glad we said Jared Allen's name, Jared Allen's name, because that also throws into relief. Like, just let's just remember why Kenny Atkinson got fired or lost his job or whatever terminology they use. A big part of it was he refused to start DeAndre Jordan over yes. Jared over Allen. Over the guy that was an all-star the next year. Over the guy who now we're looking Sometimes at as the Cavs as being a real back, threat to be a riser. In sit the back and, and just, like, look at the rubble of this and just how ridiculous. I'm with you. Like, why? Why I just, what am, am I supposed to call them and be like, hey, guys, yes. I, know it, I know it failed in Brooklyn. Do you promise yeah, it's right. going to work? To, no. you promise One thing I want to say is I, I, I really want to say how I want to echo what Richard said. If the Nets handle this situation right, particularly with Kevin Durant and what they get, they're going to be a, a playoff team next year. They should be a yep. playoff team next year. That concept of, oh, let's just get a bunch of picks and some younger guys that haven't established themselves, I don't think that's what Steve Nash was brought in to coach. Yeah. That type of team. He's gonna, they're going to try to get back all-stars in their 20s, probably a couple of them, and picks. And then you can go and you can compete. Not going to be a contender, but you can compete for a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference for sure. Good questions. And one of the bigger questions is, and I thought you were going to ask this, Jay, is What's there that? is a point guard on the market right now. There's one that's up for grabs. And everybody's wondering, which one of the Brooklyn Nets would you have on the Bulls? Which one's better? Would you take Kevin Durant or would you take Kyrie Irving? So now we're at the dilemma. Now that we're talking about real Supermax plays, we're talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. So... I will start with A-Train. Out of the two, what do you see is going on here? Because this is that's really what we're here to talk about, KD well, the, and, and Irv. The most obvious answer is going to be KD. I mean, he, he probably is probably one of the best scorers we've ever seen over 6'10". Yeah. Let's just say that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I won't put him down there. I mean, I think LeBron is more dominant. But I think at that level, at that height, to be able to do what he's able to do, a fadeaway jumper, nobody can get a hand on. Who can shoot it at a regular pace? But you also see that he's aging now, you know? Now, here's the thing about Kyrie. Kyrie is probably 
the most electric point guard in the league, but he's also uh, will destroy your team. You know, if, if, if Kyrie was any form of a team builder, if he really cared about team building, then I would take Kyrie over KD. And the reason why is that because now Kyrie has the ball in his hands a lot more than KD does. He gets opportunity to put pressure on defenses. They have to collapse on him. And if you have a three-point shooter, he can kick it out. And they go, they can, they go, they'll be able to shoot jumpers open. The problem with KD is that after a while, his team gets so upset with him. I mean, you look and see what's happening to the Nets now. He killed that team. Killed it. You have three of the top 25 players all time were on that team at the same time. Him, Harden, and Durant on the same team. That looked like championship waiting to happen, and it was a bunch of champion beep. You know what I'm saying? That's the second time I use beep because I'm trying to keep this PG. But what I <laughs> this guy's a destroyer of teams. He's like, he's like, what was that? The Game of Thrones? Remember, <laughs> remember <laughs> Mother of Dragons destroyer team? That's, that's Kyrie Irving. That's wow. <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, 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 Kyrie's gonna destroy whatever team he goes to. And then they talking about getting over there with the Lakers. <laughs> you talk about the you talk about the worst show ever. <laughs> that, 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 that'll be the gong show over there. It used to be Showtime. <laughs> that'd be that'd be terrible. That'd be terrible. That could you see him over with the Lakers? Yeah, I can see him with the Fakers. A Train, can you see him over there? I can. I can see. I can see him with the Lakers. I okay. can't. But I, I do as much as this kills me. I will. I do have to agree with Jay yet again. This is mm. just today's night. I know I'm making his night right now. I, I, I'm, I'm wearing on you. I'm wearing on you. Yeah, you're coming, but, the, you know, you're I mean, coming to the dark side eventually. I, I mean, look at. I mean, the track record. I mean, it speaks for itself. I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, like like you said, you know, Kyrie. You know, probably one of the most electric people to, you know, on the court. And, you know, in the locker room, it's, it's like a two-phase, you know. Absolutely. Like Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's like, you know, like, come on, man. And, you know, you have so much potential. And you have so much potential not only for yourself but for your team. Because at the end of the day, you can't win a finals alone, especially when you're going up against a team like Golden State, with a team that's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And, not only do they have great shooters and great athletes, but they also have a great coach. You, you, you can't go up against, you know, you can't go up against that type of army by yourself. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can. Can anybody remember the time when Kyrie was a Cavalier before LeBron James went back to Cleveland, and Derrick Rose used to put it on the Cavaliers? frequently and often i mean mm -hmm. he would but you would actually wait for the cavaliers because you knew that was a dub you knew it was nothing kyrie irving could do with derrick rose and the bulls then at that point would just put them on him for no reason i mean it was so much vitriol you know you'd have an extra extra lou would 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 talk crazy and then you get the whole the bench mob Oh, those were beautiful days. Those were. We well, you know the thing about Derrick Rose was that you know you I've, I've said many times that he injured himself. He was just so herky jerky, but he probably was one of the strongest point guards 
and fastest point guards to ever play uh, in the NBA. And because of his explosiveness and his ability to get to the rim through contact, to have that Chicago asphalt mentality. You know, they talk about the New York mentality, but all the Chicago ball players, Candace Parker, all of them, they have that mentality that they're going to put it on you. You know what I'm saying? And he came out of that era of the Bulls' greatness. I think Michael Jordan uh, really put that that type of game into Chicago ball players that they were just going to go to the rack regardless, that they were going to just clown you regardless. And, and, and that was and that was a Derrick Rose, a basketball savant, an absolute basketball savant. I just wish his body would have held up. But again, but you're looking at the same thing happened with John Morant. You know what I'm saying? The, the body, the body just can't keep going through that, you know. But you know, hopefully John gets to his big super max too. That's what I'm hoping. Well, John just signed for, uh, what was it, $183 million. I'm trying to figure this out. And somebody helped me. Yeah. Somebody explained to me, how did John Morant's rookie re-signing at like 183 uh-huh. how is it almost $40 million less than Zion Williams at the Pelicans who just signed for, what was that, two? 2240? It was 45. Uh, oh, I, I can tell you. I can tell you. I can answer all that question. I okay. can answer all that question. Go ahead, John. Right. Zion Williamson, if healthy, quote, quotes, air quotes, air quotes, is the most dominant player in the NBA. Yes, I said it. Put them all. I don't care who you put on. He's stronger than anybody in the NBA. All right. He can jump higher than anybody in the NBA. All right. I did you see him almost tear Giannis's arm off when he did that 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 rebound? Did you that just put back? Yeah. You think he's stronger than Bronny? Wait, did you say Bronny? Yeah, like or Bron, LeBron. Like Bron Bron, like Bron James, LeBron. <sighs> At this point, yes. Yes, you, you I, really I think, think that you really I think, think that LeBron Zion wants, is stronger than LeBron James. I don't think LeBron wants any parts of when you got a LeBron James coming down the middle. I don't think he, I mean, uh, you got you got Zion right mm-hmm. coming full steam at you down the middle. Do you, LeBron, want to risk your life with that? You realize LeBron is like 275 pounds of all muscle. Yeah, but LeBron James is still not in any way, shape, form, and fashion Zion Williams. Zion Williams is 300 plus pounds. 300. Bro, out of shape. Yeah, he's still out jumping. Still can out jump everybody. He's in a shape that could hurt you really bad. He like, can man, still. You know how that goes. He could hurt. Man, could he handles the ball like a guard. Have you seen him handle the ball? He handles the ball like a guard at that size. He his first step is explosive as almost anybody in the league, and he outweighs everybody by forty pounds. And he jump higher. He he's ridiculous. Zion Williams is a ridiculous specimen. I just think his body is not going to take the stress. That's what I think. I think well, look when Zion. Have you ever seen anybody? Y'all know y'all watch a lot of basketball in your life. Have you ever seen anybody blow out of a gym shoe like that? No. When he was in Duke. Do you know what type of torque? Do you know what type of torque it takes to tear laces on a brand new pair of Nikes? A brand new pair? 
to rip through them. And he ripped through them. I've never, have you ever seen anything like that? No, I have not. Ne never. I've never even heard of anything like that. I've never, uh, to blow out a shoe? How you blow out a shoe? That's how much torque this man is putting on stuff. He's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. His, his skill set's ridiculous. It's just absolutely And his basketball IQ is ridiculous. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, but that's the if. That's a huge if, if he stays healthy. I mean, I think, but, he uh, he, he, great, I think he have a great career. I mean, but that is the question. Will he stay healthy? Yeah, but you know, you you got him now, and so what you want? You know, you're rolling the dice. It's almost a Zach Levine move. You, you know, you, you got to sign him because if you let him get away and don't sign him, and somebody else signs him, all of a sudden he figures out a way to stay healthy. You know, the games he played, man, he was just dominant, especially around the cup. You know, he, I think was he shoot at a sixty percent clip one time around around the basket at one point. He's like sixty, sixty-seven percent, something crazy that they had never even seen before. Unstoppable. It's absolutely unstoppable. He can't shoot, can't shoot a jump shot worth a lick, but he don't need to. Right. Right. It's so much that's going on. I mean, one of the things that really got me was you've got a situation where you got Devin Booker who's re-signed wow, to a, a max too. deal. You got big John bucks. Morant, who's somewhere is at around two oh, 226, yeah. something right there. Oh, you, you got Jokic at what two sixty four? You got Carl Anthony Towns at two twenty four. But here are some things, and this is what yeah. the sizzle does: we bring up things that people just don't see. You see, Damon Lee has left the Golden State Warriors, but in return, they not only signed Belitsa back, they only they got Looney back, but then big right they there, picked big. up Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. I don't know why you would pay him $9 million, But, again, you picked up shooting. Spread the floor. You picked up. You spread another the shooter. floor. Another shooter and another defender. Oh, by the way, Bulls, take note of this. Shooters, you've signed nobody who can shoot. Uh, the two people you oh, just Lord. signed outside of Zach Levine, they can't shoot. Anyway, we, moving right along. We don't need no stinking shooters. No, no, you don't need shooters. So And, and, and you missed a guy, guy for the Warriors. If Mr. Wiseman comes back healthy, oh, well, okay. oh, the number two pick, uh oh, it's we'll, a problem. We'll put him aside for just <laughs> yeah, right now. Please put him on pause. Because it's there is problem. one other person we need to talk about, and that exactly. is Rudy Gobert is traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Now, here's the package. <laughs> Let's listen to this. The Timberwolves are sending Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt and uh, Leandro Balmero to the Jazz for uh, Rute Gobert. But also, Utah will get, now hear this, this is the best one. They get unprotected first round picks from the Wolves in 23, mm. 25, mm. and 27. Yeah. And a top five protected pick in yeah. 29. It's crazy. Wow. They, they can't even call themselves the Timberwolves anymore because they gave all the wolves away. They're just the Timbers yeah. now. They're puppies. <laughs> so, <laughs> Timber in, puppies. Yeah, and, and we're in the chat. You know, <laughs> Max Sizzle said it, and it was hilarious, but it, it brings some clarity to the fact that he's yeah. like, you know your man wants to be uh, uh small forward. And I, I laughed, and I was like, 
Hmm. Who? Who wants to be a small forward? Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns. Cat wants to play out on the perimeter. Cat wants to be a guard. Shoot. And you're like, dude, how is that going to work? So how do you make this two-center thing work? Well, you're going to have to play him because you paid him. You know, that's number one thing. Because Cat, look, I don't know. Does he have the winning mentality? Who? Cat. Does he have any mentality? I'm not since he dated old girl. Yeah. Hey, 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 that that I think they're witches. <laughs> <laughs> what would they do voodoo or something? Come on, Jay. They be they be having the cauldron out there going, mm, yeah, my pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they do it like my man Cookie. Yeah. Cause, oh. cause nobody because nobody lasts, man. No, any 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 guy that gets with any of them just falls apart. You know what I'm like saying? All of them just Kanye, Kanye, Kanye went. Kanye went crazy, then came back sane, and then went crazy again. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey Kanye went to the Bulls game. Kanye, they got Kanye on camera. He said, he said, hey, dude. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how what's going on right now, because you got some more stuff. You got the Atlanta Hawks, who just got a running mate for their team. You got the Pacers, who just traded Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics. Thank God for oh, Malcolm Brogdon to get yeah, out of the hell he of Indiana. Saved. He got the bullet. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, hey, he's a, he's gonna make that ball club a little bit better. I don't think they're gonna get over the top though, because he still got fine. <laughs> but you still got Robin Lopez who went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, you got stuff going on uh, wow, all over the league. Robert. Yeah. And hey, did anybody th- hear this one? You got John Wall going to the Clippers, and the deal is worth thirteen million. John Wall just keeps getting paid, man. Somehow or another, but but you know what? That's what that's what happens when you had a handle. Mm-hmm. When you had a handle, you got the ball on the string. You know what I'm saying? You, you, he could dribble out the whole clock, and nobody will take it from him. He just come out and dribble for 24 seconds, and nobody could take the ball. But that's not the that's not the uh, the the idea of the game. The idea of the game is put the ball in the basket. But he could still dribble. Yeah, but he can still dribble. He can dribble that thing he, all the way, he, he, all night long. He's, he's a yo-yo on the string. That's what he do. Yeah. And another so, thing, you got the Knicks who signed Mitchell Robinson. Oh, brought wow. back their big man. But they made the free agent move of the year. The Knicks agreed to <laughs> a free agent contract with Jalen Brunson for four years, $104 million. It's good for Jalen Brunson, though. I mean, this is a guy, this is a guy who came out, I think it was a second round pick or something like that. Yeah. You know, I think in 2018 and 2017 or something like that, if I remember that right. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy who built himself up and got and got and got the bag. Right. I mean, here's the thing about it, man. They're throwing around $200 million. Y'all remember back in the day when um what's his name from Chicago? I can't think of his name signed that first hundred million dollar deal, the first hundred million dollar deal that was in the NBA. Uh no, I don't remember Ken- that, Jay. Well, I know you don't. You weren't born in. Uh <laughs> <laughs> explain to me, Jay. <laughs> But he played for he played for Michigan with uh with, with Jalen Rose and them. He's he, he coaching in Michigan. Howard. Yeah. Jawan, well, Jawan Howard signed for a hundred million dollars. That was like all the money in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Now we throw around everybody getting two hundred million, like it ain't that big of a deal. I'm very happy in Miami. I don't want to make it sound like there's a massive difference there, but sure. I do, from what I've been told, Phoenix is his preference, and I wasn't told that yesterday. I mean, that was circulating 
earlier this week. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you something because I think you said something about this yesterday, Wendy. Obviously, people wanted to know if Katie and Kyrie were going to be able to play together somewhere else. What is the likelihood that happens? I, I think for, I know what you're getting. I know what you're pulling me towards. <laughs> In the event that Katie and Kyrie would have stayed together, which this was discussed within minutes after the trade, right? There was only one place where it really makes sense, and that was the Lakers, uh -huh. because. Nobody is going to look at this situation and say, well, let's replicate this. Let's import right. this. Okay? <laughs> but the Lakers are desperate. The Lakers don't have, well, we have this star or this star or this star or this star. And they had a package that could make it work. So in the event, and, you know, the feasibility of the two of them staying together and playing for another team makes sense for the Los Angeles Lakers. The likelihood of that. So feasibility, let's think about the XY parabola or whatever. Well done. The, the, the feasibility way up here, the likelihood way down here. And so you know what happens with the Laker fans especially, you know, they hear that and like their eyes get real big and they get real excited. So it's, I mean, you can make it work in the trade machine, but it's not something that I think, I don't even, I think we're probably already talked too much about it. I just think it was important for me to point out that the feasibility existed. Okay. Okay, uh, I want to talk about Kyrie, though, because one of the things that was on his wish list was the Lakers. If Kyrie goes to L.A., does that make L.A. a title contender? I mean, he's a top five player in the NBA, and I know that we can put all of this other stuff aside, um, and it's kind of hard to do that when you are talking about Kyrie Irving and all that comes with him because you don't know what he's going to do on a day-to-day -day basis, but... Does he make the Lakers title contenders? There's too many other question marks for me with this roster yeah. in order to go all in on that. And if I'm thinking if Kyrie Irving gets to L.A., I think we said this earlier this week, what happens to Russ? Isn't he being traded somewhere else? Like, when we're talking about the feasibility of those two playing together somewhere, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and you think about the Lakers, aren't you also thinking that Anthony Davis is out and Russell Westbrook's out and both of those guys are going to the Brooklyn Nets because you're swapping because of the salaries? Like, I don't think the roster let the turmoil of, like, what would happen on the court and in the locker room aside. I don't know if that roster is good enough because there's no depth beyond well, again, that. We're already sp we're spent too much spend time way too much time about trying about to talk myself The reason this. is because if, if, if the Brooklyn Nets want a star, that's how you would get – a star in Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Forget about Russell Westbrook. That's mm -hmm. not relevant. That would just be ballast in the trade. But again, we're talking about it too much. Okay. He doesn't, I don't think Kyrie, at this point of his career, makes anybody a title team based on previous events. I know he's a gifted playmaker, and I don't know if he's a top five player. I got, I got seven players right now. Giannis, Steph, KD, LeBron, Jokic, Embiid. I take over Kyrie Irving. That are less of a pain in the you-know-what than that guy <laughs> from that standpoint. So I don't think he makes anybody a title team because everything that comes with him, Kyrie Irving is a very special talent. The problem is that he believes his special talents to override everything else. Or you're supposed to placate him. Well, how did that work in Boston? Mm -hmm. How did that work in Cleveland? How did that work in Brooklyn, where it became a colossal failure? So if you bring in Kyrie Irving and you have to clearly understand that you have to do these things, that leads to not being a title team. Well, this is the problem, Freddie. First off, he makes $36 million. It's hard to trade for a player who makes $36 million. Secondly, the Nets don't know what they're trading Kevin Durant for. They may not want to do a trade with Kyrie Irving that's going to take on money, right? Because you may take on a bunch of money when you do a Kevin Durant trade. You don't mm -hmm. know what your books are going to look like. Okay. And then Kyrie want, allegedly, Kyrie wanted to be in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. allegedly. Look, look at the way he treated the dudes across the river there. <laughs> what happens if he gets traded to a place he doesn't want to be? 
this year. So like his value in a trade is just very low. Difficulty to trade for him, very high. Again, you know, we're looking at the, the crossover there. It's, it's a very narrow thing. And mm-hmm. you, when, you, when you run that simulation over and over, you keep getting Lakers, 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 Lakers. And so, um, but also the Nets have no interest in accommodating Kyrie Irving. They have no interest in doing it. So if there comes up maybe a three-team trade or a four-team trade to get the Nets satisfied with what they want, to get them maybe a star, to take draft picks that they might get from Phoenix and reroute them someplace else, or take this guy, this guy, this guy, four-team trade. Kyrie might get thrown into that four-team trade just as salary ballast. Yeah. Mm. Like, he's going to be used as a tool to help the Nets. He is not going to be used as a player to trade for value. Very unlikely you're going to get anything value, maybe a draft pick or two, and he's not going to be used to accommodate. And he's going to have to sit and wait for the Durant situation to play out, whether that takes three days or three weeks. Mm. And that's just the reality of it. But at the end of it, when all that smoke clears... It is true. He could be a Laker. That is definitely still on the table. I would like to say that Lakers title odds have moved dramatically since the news. So they were 22 and one last week, 18 and one right before the news. And now they're 10 and one. And I know, Wendy, I listened to your podcast and I know you said something about how sports books, they kind of like, they know some, something's going on over there. They know something because they always have. They always, is yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. So it's more so the better. Yeah. People are putting money in and the, book, the books are reacting. Yep. The but sharps are coming the, in. Mm-hmm. Somebody knew that Paolo Blanquero. Yeah. Because the books reacted mm-hmm. before, before it became known. Right. And earlier this week, when I was hearing why KD, if he asks, if he asks for a trade, wants to go to Phoenix, I was looking at the odds, and Phoenix's odds were going down, and I was like, Something's somebody's happening. talking. Somebody yes. knows something. Yeah. Somebody's going. Something's <laughs> going on there. Right. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.